Welcome to Coffee and Communion. I'm Christina. And I'm Cassie. This is a podcast about communion and community and a radical friendship with God and others. Happy fourth Sunday of Advent, everyone. And on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about our Blessed Mother, Queen of Queens, Queen of Peace, Queen of Perpetual Help. The titles could go on and on and on. How are you doing, Cassie? We're doing pretty all right. I can't believe we're in the last week of Advent. It's, it's kind crazy. of flown by. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I feel like I haven't even had time to embrace Advent. And here we are five days from Christmas. So, Cassie, when did you first have Mary enter into your life? This is a very good question. I think she's always been in my life in ways that mm-hmm. I didn't really recognize. Um but it wasn't really until Totus Tuus that I started to have a personal relationship with Mary. Um, Totus Tuus is all about have having a relationship with Mary and like getting closer to her son through her, and that's really when it all kind of started. Okay. Yeah. So I would actually have a similar answer. Totus Tuus is really what I came to meet our mother. Well, as you said, she, she's always been there. Um, but I think Our Lady started to almost stalk me. Um, in high school, I went to Pure Notre Dame, um, which is a Marian high school. And then I still did not have a, a relationship, a good relationship with Our Lady um, when I started university. But I went to Ave Maria University, which is so incredibly Marian. And everybody there loved Our Lady, um, but I knew she she guided me there for a reason and wanted me to have a relationship with her. And then after my sophomore year of college, I also did Totus Tuus, and I was like, all righty, well, I'm doing this thing called Totus Tuus, which we strive to give ourselves totally to Jesus through the Blessed Mother. So I really got to come to know Our Lady now if I'm going to go be a missionary um, for something called so that's when I really encountered and started to have a relationship with Our Lady. I always prayed the rosary. It's not like, oh, the rosary entered when I started Totus Tuus. But I really didn't come to have this like deep, intimate relationship with Our Lady until I started to do Totus Tuus. And then after that, I went back to university and was like obsessed with Our Lady and learned a lot more about the rosary and different Marian devotions um, and I've fallen deeper and deeper in love with her. And the church tells us she's the quickest and surest way to heaven. And I sure want to get to heaven. So I definitely fall at the arms of Our Lady. Cassie, what role does Mary have in your life? Definitely like a mother role, of course, because she is a mother. But also like from doing totus tuus and everything, I... Um, did the consecration to her, and I consecrated Mm. myself to her on Our Lady of Sorrows, and that has played a big role in my life. Um, She's also taught me a lot about her own heart and what it means to have a pure heart and has, like, helped me learn about purity in that way, and that's been really beautiful. I wasn't a big fan of like playing the rosary like my whole life until doing Totus Tuus and I still don't have all the mysteries memorized but 
after praying it all summer long and going home, I was like, this is a devotion that I want to incorporate in my life. And like praying it has brought me a lot of peace and so much closer to her and like my own mom too. Like I go to Mary and pray for my relationship with my own mom. And I've definitely seen Mary play such a big role in that. Um, and she's a queen. <laughs> she is the queen of queens. Uh, Regina Maria, Queen Mary, as well, my little sister, her name is Regina Maria, and she, she definitely uh, resembles Our Lady, Queen Mary. And actually, props to her, the reason we have the image of our podcast that we have is all due to her. I'm not super artistic in that way. So we asked her, we gave her what we wanted um, in the design and she outdid what I expected. So thank you to Regina Maria for um, doing that. And you had mentioned the seven stars and the seven stars I've recently um, become, come to know um, more by a great friend, I call her a church mom, uh, Chanel. She's great. She, I see Our Lady in her and everything she does. She's so humble and quiet, just like Our Lady did so many things in the quietness of her heart that many people did not see. Um, but she gave me a book um, about Our Lady of Cabejo, and it re um, instituted the seven stars of Mary that was, I believe, um, first came about through St. Bridget of Sweden, who was given the seven sorrows rosary, but then Our Lady of Cabello helped to reintroduce it to the Catholic world. And it's just a beautiful thing to walk with Mary through these seven sorrows that she had and knowing that um, Our Lady is there when we have pain and sorrow and she knows the pain and the sorrow, uh, especially this year. I God's perfect timing. I've gone through a lot of suffering this year, as I'm sure most uh, people have, especially with COVID, gone through a lot of trial and tribulation. Um, so it was this year that I really came back to the seven sorrows of Mary and to just know that Mary is there with us. Um, she's a arms to be, she wraps her arms around us and she loves us and just the fact that she journeyed with her son. Um, I just imagine being a mother and watching my son, who is perfect, the God of the universe, um, knowing that he was going to go die on a cross for us and knowing the pain that he was about to endure and Our Lady knew it was going to happen and watching your only son die on a cross. Like that suffering is so great. I think that a lot of people think Mary didn't have a lot of suffering, but she she sure did have a lot of suffering watching her son die on the cross, not because of anything that he did, um, but for the salvation of the world, for all of our sins that put him on the cross. Um, that shows that strength that she had, um, just as our Lord, after he had died, was placed in the arms of Mary, I can't even imagine having a son placed in my arms after dying. The pain that she endured that helps us to um, relate to her and know that she is there with us in our pain and our suffering. 
Um, also see her as a great model of how to be a disciple. From the very moment of her, her fiat, her yes, I definitely ask Our Lady all the time, you know, help me to say yes to whatever the Lord, your son, is, is calling me to do, whether it may seem hard and difficult or crazy or be the simplest little thing because all these little yeses in our life lead to a bigger yes. And every single one of those yeses leads us further down our path to heaven or further away, depending if we say yes to something we shouldn't be saying yes to, to ask Our Lady to guide us in those yeses or in those no's. Um, I definitely look to her as a spiritual mother all of the time, asking her to be with me and help me to be more humble and loving like she is and gentle and kind. Um, and I'm very thankful for my biological mom. Um, she definitely has no problem with me falling deeper in love with Our Lady and looking to Our Lady. She's told me before that you should love Our Lady more than you love me, which is 100% true. Our Lady is perfect and Our Lady knows everything. Um, so it's a beautiful gift that Our Lady has given me also my beautiful uh, biological mother who has suffered a lot um, in her own life. And I know that my biological mother runs to Our Lady as well. Um, I wanna read one of the meditations from Our Lady of the Seven Sorrows Rosary as taught by the Blessed Mother in Cabejo, Rwanda with reflections by Immaculate. Most beloved mother whose beauty surpassed that of all mothers, mother of mercy, mother of God, and mother to us all. We are your children and we place all our trust in you. Teach us to see God in all things, in all situations, even our sufferings. Help us to understand the importance of suffering and also to know the purpose of our suffering as God has intended it. You yourself were conceived and born without sin, were preserved from sin, and yet you suffered more than anybody. You accepted suffering and pain with love and with unsurpassed courage. You stood by your son from the time Jesus was arrested until he died. You suffered along with Jesus, felt every pain and torment he did. You accomplished the will of God, the Father, and according to his will, you have become our savior with Jesus. We beg you, dear mother, teach us to do as Jesus did. Teach us to accept our cross courageously. We trust you, most merciful mother. Teach us to sacrifice for all the sinners in the world. Help us to follow in Jesus' footsteps and even be willing to lay down our lives for others. Amen. Our Lady knows the pain. Our Lady is the perfect example of the disciple that we are all called to boot and she she is our mother our most perfect beautiful mother and especially during advent um it's really easy to relate to her as she journeyed to give birth to the savior of the world uh, and she had to trust in god not knowing fully what she was about to endure and take on and she teaches us to trust god in all things god doesn't want to do anything to harm us, even though sometimes it may be like, okay, Jesus, why are you letting this happen? Um, but he has a greater plan out of it and teaches us a lot of patience. I've been learning a lot of patience lately in different areas in my life, um, just as Our Lady had to journey in patience um, for the Savior of the world to be brought forth through her. 
and through the Holy Spirit. Um, this Advent season as Advent is coming to a close, but we can continue to journey with our Blessed Mother for the rest of our life. And if you haven't done a Marian consecration, I strongly <laughs> suggest that there's either something called 33 Days to Morning Glory by Father Michael Gately. That is a simple um, Marian consecration duo. I first started with that one when I consecrated myself to Mary. Um, but then there's also now my favorite method. Mine too. <laughs> um, the St. Louis de Montfort method, which is also 33 days, but a it's a little bit more um, intense and beefy. There's more scripture with it and really great reflection questions. So depending on maybe where you're at in the spiritual life would be depend on which one you feel drawn to and ask the Holy Spirit to draw you to whichever one. Um, Marian consecration is a beautiful thing and has helped me to trust in our Lord through the Blessed Mother more. Also, there is something that I heard once from maybe a priest or something after I was sharing about Mary and like my own relationship with her is that when we pray to Mary, our like petitions like are on a gold platter and she like brings that to her son. And I thought like that was just like the most beautiful and simple way. Like I've heard like a relationship with Mary being put in like. It's just her yes changed the whole world. And like, that's something I've been really reflecting on this Advent. And it's like so beautiful. And yeah. Imagine <laughs> if she said no. I mean, the Lord is 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 the God of the universe. It can make things happen. Um, but, and our Lord knew she would say yes. But she had 100% free will to say no. And then... It, but it was fitting that she bring forth the Savior of the world. Um, it was through man and woman that sin came, and it would be through a man and a woman that our salvation um, and being able to go to heaven came again. And Jesus humbled himself as a baby to be an example and model for us that we more easily can relate to as he is fully God and fully man. And as being just fully man, it's easier to relate to him in that humanity and watching him go through that different suffering and knowing that we can unite our sufferings to the foot of his cross. Um, another thing that I really have been really graced with lately, um, I've been able to go to daily mass and the image that keeps coming up in my head during mass is the fact that I feel like Mary kneeling during the consecration at the foot of the cross, Calvary, um, and watching Jesus give himself fully to, to all of us. We get to receive him in the Eucharist body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's such a, a gift to be able to experience that and have that connection with Mary as Mary knelt at the foot of the cross of Christ that won our salvation. Um, so that's a blessing that Mary has given me recently, especially because there was a time period this year that I was struggling um, to really even want to go to Mass due to just different factors. And now I go to Mass and I cry half the time um, out of joy of really the presence of the Eucharist and be able to sense God's presence there in a very unique 
way. And I thank the Blessed Mother and our Lord for that gift. Um, and Mary always, always leads to Jesus. Um, she she is so, so humble. I know there's a lot of misconceptions about, you know, why do you go to Mary? But Mary is the quickest and surest way to Jesus. Um, and she always points to Jesus and is never, ever, ever selfish and be like, look at me, I'm the queen of the universe. <laughs> um, so Our Lady is very, very humble and teaches us humility. Humility makes saints. Um, we all need more humility in our life. If you had a recommendation on how to grow in your relationship with Mary for people that do struggle with that, what would your advice or piece be? Yeah, um, well, that's a really good question. I would probably say to trust in God um, and ask Our Lady, even if it starts with just praying a Hail Mary, to enter into relationship with her and know her better. I know it takes time. I know a lot of people have went through RCA um, when I used to help with RCA that have struggled to have that relationship with Mary. I think it's usually the last thing that comes. Not always. Some people actually go to do RCA through the Blessed Mother, um, and the Blessed Mother is working in all of our lives. But maybe simply by asking Our Lady to teach you about her and teach you um, how to fall in love with her to help you fall in love with Jesus even more. Um, and pray the Hail Mary, like slowly pray the Hail Mary with the intention of wanting to know her better. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? I like those ideas a lot. Um, I think just starting small, like the rosary at first, like I wasn't a big fan of it, but like even a Hail Mary or like if you can do more, like start with just a decade a day and like Mary will, you'll go in relationship with that and like want more and like desire that relationship more and eventually be able to maybe pray the whole rosary and like that's something that like I needed to like learn like you got to start small and like our small yeses always turn into bigger yeses. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Those small yeses matter so much. I think in today's world, it's like I got to do something big or else I'm not good enough or I'm not doing enough. Um, but those small little yeses matter so, so, so much. Um, and I love, I love the rosary. It helps bring me a lot of peace, especially when there's trials going on. There's times I'll be like, oh, why am I so irritated or upset about something? And I'll be like, oh, I didn't pray my rosary today. <laughs> and then I pray it and it sets my heart and mind um, more down the path that I'm being called to go down, whether there be suffering or not, or living in joy and embracing whatever it is going on in life. And even, like, just holding a rosary is, like, holding Mary's mm. hand. I sleep with, like, a rosary. Um, and oftentimes when I can't sleep, like, I start praying the rosary. And oftentimes I do fall asleep. And good thing we have guardian angels because they finish that rosary for me. <laughs> um, 
but the rosary has definitely like brought me a lot of peace even just like holding it is like holding Mary's hand and like it's so peaceful <laughs> falling asleep in the arms of our lady i've definitely done that and it's funny that you bring up uh, praying with or, uh, sleeping with a rosary because i tend to do that too and now there's a bunch of rosaries on the side of my bed um but i was moving from how, one house to another house and i was like where did all my rosaries go i have so many rosaries and i moved and i was like well i hope they ended up in good hands because i have no idea where almost all of them were. They were my favorite rosaries too. I guess Our Lady was trying to teach me detachment from physical things, even though it was a rosary. Um, but my, I was at my sister's house before I lived where I currently am now. And I remember going back and they were redoing that room. And I came over to visit one day and they go, are all these rosaries yours? I was like, yes, Our Lady, these are all mine. Where were they? Well, I sleep with rosaries and I guess they fell to the side of the bed and that side of the bed I couldn't see um, from any direction unless the bed was moved. So our lady brought them back to me and I was so excited. Um, I definitely also feel comforted but even by even holding a rosary in my hand, I just feel our lady's presence even more physically there because we are physical beings um, that sometimes need that physicalness even though our Lady and our Guardian Angel and our Lord are always here surrounding us um, and watching over us and guiding us, especially when we're not making the best decisions, trying to guide us in the right way. But the Lord has given us this beautiful free will to choose to love him. And sometimes in our humanity, we fall away from that. But thank God for the sacrament of reconciliation to bring us back to our Lord. So we're going to end with a quote, as we always do. Um, and this quote is taken from Space Alvi by Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. Quote, who more than Mary could be a star of hope for us? With her yes, she opened the door of our world to God himself. She became the living Ark of the Covenant in whom God took flesh, became one of us, and pitched his tent among us. End quote. Um, and this quote really is so beautiful. Um, she's hope for us in a world that I think right now needs a lot of hope. And she's the living Ark of the Covenant. And just as we, um, after receiving the Eucharist, are like a Ark of the Covenant as the body, blood, soul, and divinity is within us. So. Well, thank you guys for listening. And we are praying for you guys as we finish Advent and go into Christmas season. And be sure to follow us on Instagram. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out at any time. God bless you and have a beautiful day or night.